Welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show, or as we're probably going to start calling it, uh, Coffee Time with Toys, or whatever bullshit moniker we came up with last week that sounds instantly better than anything we've ever done. But that's the carnival of chaos that is our uh, certain brand of, of discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, and the show can't start with none other than my good friend, my... Uh, I don't know, my Cyclops to my Wolverine. I'm going to make him Cyclops, and he's going to hate it because if he can't be Wolverine, he isn't playing, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, Mr. Jay Bartlett. Hello. Look at this turnout. Hello to everybody in chat. Hello, Mr. McCallum. It's wonderful to be here on another Wednesday night talking toys with you, my very best bud. I know we say this often, but this is truly becoming a highlight. And I love the little group of people that we've been talking with every week, talking Good. toys, talking shelves, talking dollies, filling that hole in our hearts, buying our way to, to freedom and completeness. Every release, we got to buy it to feel better. That's what we do, right? So why don't you highlight <laughs> and shout out to all these wonderful people in chat before we get started. This is Okay, great. first I'll shout out to myself for saying hello to everybody <laughs> hello, hello, rob. hello hello rob it's like hello la, 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 la. <laughs> mr dna hello to uh upstate johnny our very first commenter hello to nelson hello to action figure adventure which is also me hello to me on twitch hello me uh hello to michael mercy hello or thank you for watching sir and uh, awesome the can federation the uh, new uh, toy chats that you guys got going on there. I like the Maple Federation. That's me. That's my feedback to you directly, sir. Uh, Ryan B., hello to you. Rob, I meant to ask last week, will we be getting a Jane Rob Toy Show Season 3 on Jinx soon? Well, maybe we'll answer that later on tonight. We'll find out. we got to tease any possibility to keep you around to the last final minute. Sever Snape, evening all evening to you, sir. Evening, Mr. Scott Wad, Retro Universe Toys and Collectibles. Country Boy 9. How you doing, John? Nice to see you. Lisa Bearcat. Slipping down in the hellos. Used to be number one. Now you're out of the sweet 16 there, sweetheart. What's going on? What's going on? Maybe you made this 16. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Top 12 at least. Tater saying hello. What's up, Tater? Cactus JB, of course. Jeff Reed. Rhett. We've got lots going on here. Lots of people in the chat. Thanks for seeing everybody. Thanks for coming out to our weekly hangout. Jay, what are your thoughts on all these lovely people that are taking their Wednesday evening? Come say hi to us. Oh, it's great, man. I really appreciate everyone uh, sharing their thoughts with us both on and off the air. Uh, love chatting with everyone every day, man. It's I get uh, questions, as I'm sure you do, or just, you know, conversations. Hey, I picked up this and love you know, when people show me what they've <laughs> picked up. I mean, that's really, really cool. Um, nobody bothers with me. At all, Jay. Maybe well, there's the, something I'm to the do guy, with my you're, obnoxious you're, attitude. You're the guy. I'm just <laughs> I'm just the, the kind-hearted guy in the shadow of your, the kind, of your Wait journey. a second. The kind-hearted guy in the shadow. I'm just the, the guy shadow, okay. in the dust. In the shadow. The, the kind-hearted guy that gets thrown to the curb. The dust oh, trail yeah, behind yeah, your, your yeah. blaze that goes Somehow forward. he's on the poster, too. It's kind of strange. That's you wild. know what? <laughs> I, I think I, I can afford to put myself on the poster at this point. <laughs> I'm just the voice behind the scenes telling you not to do it. Don't you do sure it, you, wanna, you sure you want to buy that freaking Vital Cape Jawa? No, you don't want to do that. Eternia? I don't know. Yes, I do. Who, no, you don't. Okay, you're right. I don't. Eternia? Are you sure? Really? 
Uh, I'm going to get Eternia. Really? <laughs> okay, I'm that? not going to get it. Really? So what it's like to be on set with Rob is um, I don't have really anyone to talk to. And I'm generally, <laughs> when I'm going through these stores, I'm generally pretty quiet. And of course, that doesn't make for great TV, right? So, I, you know, Rob takes me outside and says, okay, tell me all of your thoughts and everything that you're thinking. So that's who I'm talking to off camera is him. And it's funny. It's like, no matter what I say, he says the opposite, which is kind of strange. It's like, you know, I'm thinking about getting that Eternia in box. I think that would be really great for the for the show and for the auction. Oh, are you sure about that? But if I didn't mention the Eternia, he would be like, are you crazy or passing up on that attorney? What are you doing? No, it, it gets better because in season two of Action Figure Adventure, shameless plug, you expected it. I go one level further. You'll be like, I'm really thinking about getting that attorney. I'm like, oh, yeah, you totally got to get that attorney. You're like, I don't know if I should get it. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't get it. Don't get it at all. I have like, just for everyone it watching. It's I would say the initial cuts are more or less done. I haven't watched any of this yet. The keeper of the footage. I think him and I are going to sit down this week and watch a few episodes. I haven't seen anything yet, so I'm pretty excited. And and I like uh, Rhett's comment there. Rob, you are the Jim, the Anvil Nyhart of toy collectors. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> only because like you would have to be the hitman of our heart foundation, right? Because you, there's no way you wouldn't be the hitman. You know what? I get that no. I look like like the anvil with the short. No, do I do I have stuff. to be like if you're hit or if you're Nyhart, I have to be I can't be Hogan. Like I would be Ho or Triple H. No, well, because it's gotta be the pair, right? Okay. Now, personally, so for, I would go Owen because Owen was my favorite. I, I, I would I say, I mean, I think he's referring to you you look a little bit like Nyhart with the, the beard, which is fine, but you kind of got a Marty Janetti vibe. I would do Owen and I'm not Marty Janetti. <laughs> I'm not him. The Rockers, come on! I can be Shawn Michaels. I don't have the mullet for the Mike Shawn Michaels Rockers, but I, I honestly, I would. It's got to be Triple H and Michaels and Triple H. You could be the Greenwich Snob version of Triple H. You walk into these toy shops like the Greenwich Snob. Nothing on card. Nothing sealed. I'm good. What you only have loose dollies for me to look at for my auction, my cause. I'm out of here. The cause is everything, ladies and gentlemen. Give me your dollies for my cause. Uh, okay, so okay, I'll be Hitman then. Instead of whatever that was. That's funny. Uh, Ryan We're says, gonna Jay, Jay, I was hoping for another Joe Playtime video. Oh, it's coming, my friend. Uh, it's coming. I'm going to have a nice surprise on Saturday morning uh, for everybody. So if you're a fan of dumbass comedy, then stay tuned. Oh, I've heard about the sneak peeks of this one. It, it might be the ultimate yeah. crossover. I can't wait to see how the villains yeah. put their minds together to thwart G.I. Joe in this one. I, I got a sneak peek, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want to tune in to hear all about that. Uh, yeah. We've got lots planned for this uh, week's episode. At least it sounds like we know what we're doing when we say such things. It's really a continuation of last week. I do want to uh, bring up something that uh, you talked about, Jay, with uh, your friends in the Can uh, Federation. Our Foundation. Foundation. Foundation <laughs> Federation. You know what? I can't keep all these things straight anymore. NESJ. I'm just trying to pick up all the pieces where I can and put them on my well, shelf. Michael's Michael's in chat. He's the founder of it, so it's the Can Foundation. You have to take it up with him. I, I feel Maybe like this is like a faction battle, Maybe a backstage match between you, and Michael. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, I just feel yeah. like this. The, we, we're in the era of, of toy factions now. We're like, I gotta get my my crew together. You know, we had this duo. Like Jay, you used to be cool. What happened? We were together, man, and then you left and you went with 
those guys. And now we've got toy I, faction drum. I extended the red carpet and you're always too busy. So, hey, no, 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 no. I, I, I have lots of time to sit at my <laughs> keyboard and tell you what I think when you're live streaming. That's the best way for me to participate in your shenanigans. And that's really entertaining because I, I read what you write, how you say it. And not, every, <laughs> not everyone knows how you say things. So everything you pretty much type, I start laughing, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we got an uh, auction update, of course. What uh, items sold in the wee hours this morning, my friend? Uh, Max Ray from Centurions. Um, Sealed Centurions Max Ray. Do you remember what it went for? No. Keeper of the footage. No. My mind is keeper of the footage. Me. It was your listing on eBay. You don't even. <laughs> you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I. We we did pretty good for children's health, and uh, since. You know, we, we can announce uh, that it was once again our buddy uh, Upstate Johnny won another one. And I was talking to Rob about this this morning. Rob came up with, what'd you say? He's going to have the Action Figure Adventure Season 2 Museum. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Upstate Johnny is. has won a few figures already. I think the vast majority of the figures. So he's got the unofficial Action Figure Adventure Season 2 Museum. We can sell digital tickets, and then you can log on to his live stream private viewing link and he can show you all the wonderful dollies that he that he got in support of children's health foundation yeah. and of course to make his shelf better than yours so but i remember johnny was talking to me early on and he's like man he's like you know i really want that centurion so that's great man he's he's really cleaned up and that's that's awesome and i really do appreciate all his support uh michael i just gotta say you gotta convince uh the old big uh, rob McAloo here to get on the get on the show yeah, he threw it in chat there. Got to get you on the next Canuck hangout, Rob. And he's what? No one wants to be Piper. Piper's Pit, man. <laughs> Piper's Pit's where where it's at. Maybe we'll have a Buried Alive match or something like that. Yes. With toys, yes. Yeah, just Buried Alive with loose dolly wreckage. Who who knows what, what could happen from all that. Uh, like I said, I want to talk about a, a bunch of different things that we didn't get to last week. Uh, but as our icebreaker brought to you by our lovely sponsors at Heroes Comics and Cards, Big Bad Toy Store, Mock Masters, and Retro Rags. I want you to think of, if you, you're a musician, you post a lot of pictures of you jamming uh, with your love, of course. I've been playing guitar for years. I want to know if you had to make a cover band that was themed around action figures, what would the cover band be? What would the style, what would be the name? Of course, you've seen probably out there the Cybertronic Spree where the band is dressed up like uh, 86 Transformers and they play and perform stuff. Have you seen those guys? Yeah. 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 They, they got like Unicron, RC, Hot Rod. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to put together yeah. a, a cover band that paid homage to action figures, what would the, the line be? What would the style of the band be? And what would the name be? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Cold Slither from GI Joe, but I think that's a that's an easy. So you would be a GI Joe cover band. I think that's an easy answer. I would like to have. It would probably be. I mean, to, to be completely honest, besides like Star Wars music, GI Joe the cartoon is my favorite cartoon music. So, um, I would love to cover those songs. So yeah, I guess it would be a Joe cover band. Yeah, there's okay. some great drumming in there. There's some great action and uh, marching themes, and I think it would be awesome. What would you call it? What would you call the band? 
Oh, don't put me on the spot like that. What would I call my That's GI what the icebreaker is about. It's about to get you thinking. I'm sorry I didn't send you the script ahead of time, though your predestined answers. I would call it the Misfits of Cobra Island. That's off the top of my head. I thought you were going to say I was going to call it Target Exclusive. That would be hilarious. No. <laughs> That that's no, where you get your. That's where the, the album word. comes out, right? No, no, you no. You can only get Misfits of Cobra Island at Target only. Is that <laughs> there it? you go. Yeah, no, we only play at Target. Oh, so okay. yeah, we can't in the little the there. little food court in Target, you guys are there. Well, people are pushing their little red cards. Oh my guys. Yeah, you guys are just sitting there. Ryan, uh, you want to you want to join the band? Ryan K, you're in, man. Let's go. Ryan B saying mask music rocks. That's that's true. Agents of Mask, Michael Merson, '80s hair metal. That that's hard to go against. I would I would go. Mm-hmm masters of the metal verse i think yeah. and i think we would all look like uh skeletor's henchmen or maybe the horde mm, probably i'll go skeletor and then we can kick people out and become the horde uh and i think it'd obviously be metal i think that would be awesome all, all i can think of when you say that is do you remember the uh star the wars CKY squid, the uh, CKY skit, the yeah. skeletor with brandon and <laughs> yeah it's pretty good but yeah yeah that that's fair that's fair uh what else do i got on my list here well you know what this is gonna go back to something that you guys mentioned on your live stream so to 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 pack it to pack it up a bit and then unpack the big discussion topic this week i i think uh, i said you know what does it all mean or whatever i called this bullshit episode uh you guys were talking about between yourselves first for everybody out there who was on your live stream chat my my brain is fading i was absolutely fascinated with with everything that everyone was saying so i don't want this to come the wrong way and i want to give you a chance to properly tell people what the chat was designed to do and who was there and how it crossed a couple different channels well my my brain is not so great uh, either and you know what was great about that was our first official live stream and i can't remember the names of half the people because i'm so so bad at this i'm not even going to try and butcher any of their names but it was our first live stream and uh, michael mercy came up with the idea of doing something that was just like with us canadians uh nothing against our american friends or anyone else around the world but just to get the <laughs> the canucks together i'll remind you that 85 percent of our audience according to analytics is american <laughs> On my channel too, which is really odd because I do a lot of Canadian comments and you know dual, you know language packaging and stuff like that. But it's like eighty percent Americans, yeah. True story, eh? Um, so who was there? <laughs> Let me bring up my. Uh, kind of bring it was it was you, Michael. Uh, is it Vintage Three yeah. D Rob? I think that's yeah, uh, we got okay. it all here. Just give me Ken one. Ken Poe from Toy Connections, and then you got it uh, all. You can just keep going. You no, get, you it, it. it was it uh, John. Oh, what's his name? He was in. He was in the upper middle. John uh, Mate Mate Mylar. Mate, yeah, he was there. Does, uh, he Great photography. The explosion. Um, uh, Hector Garrido art from Real American Hero. Hans he Chow figures. Oh, Hans. There Hans we go. is wicked and. And Michael and I were talking earlier in the day, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get Hans. He's just such a great, such a great guy. He's got such a unique perspective on everything. And the dude is so amazing. Like I said on the live stream, when he talks, you could just sit there and listen to him talk for hours. He's just, he's very wise and mystical. It's really I cool. think he could read the the inner workings of a carburetor, and I'd like hang on to every word that he had to say. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he's talking about something as 
uh, intricate about his passion and, and toy collecting just makes it all the better. But he should be one of those voices on that app that people are downloading called the Calm app. I don't know if you've yes. seen this where it's like nighttime stories or you listen to like Matthew McConaughey, like lull you into a sense of security yeah. underneath underneath the stars in the sky. Are you sleeping yet? All, all right. right. All right. <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> sleeping like a little baby. Okay. Um, um, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say not to sidetrack the conversation <laughs> here, but there's been a few comments about the Obi-Wan trailer. Yes, we're going to get to that. Yeah, it's in my notes. Yeah, it's definitely in my that. notes. Um, so what what a great bunch of guys. Most of them I met for the very first time uh, that night. It's something that we're going to continue to do. And again, we would love to have you come on for however many episodes you like, man. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think they would get a kick out of your humor for sure. <laughs> I don't think I'd shut up enough. I I don't. You gotta bottle me up and release me in quantities. You're you're used to this, yeah. this Jekyll and Hyde, where you kind of just yeah. you, you just roll with the punches and then you shove me back in the closet and throw me down the stairs until I get up for next week again. Those guys are are too respected in the community to deal with the antics of, of <sighs> to, to deal with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah they right. they actually like toy collecting, and I just poke fun at the passion that I call a hobby. <laughs> That's true. But you guys were talking about the crossover between Transformers and G.I. Joe because that vehicle was announced on the last Hasbro event where Megatron turns into a hiss tank, sold out in North America. It was still available yeah. in Europe. And you thought, well, what other cool crossovers could there be? And it was on your channel for part one. And then I think it was on uh, Michael Mercy's channel for part two. But you guys were also talking about some of the things that plague us as collectors. You know, why are we buying? Do we have to buy everything all the time? And kind of at one point or another, all of you guys talked about, you know, don't buy it unless you have a personal connection to it. Don't buy it unless there's like a true meaning behind it. And I say to that sentiment, bullshit. Because How so? Because that if you can only buy something that has meaning to it going into it, then you'll never have meaning for anything new. And I think as collectors, we always complain about, I'm buying the same old figures over again. I got to buy another turtle. I got to buy another He-Man or Skeletor. Here's another Batman. Well, those are the things we have meaning. And that's the thing I got to buy over and over and over again. How are we ever going to buy into a new IP if we only can buy something that has meaning to us? You know, we, I, have, I don't recall, we have to explore. I don't recall saying that. Oh, yeah. Know. All you guys in... and. I don't want to. I can't remember the semantic words. I think well, it might I was have like, something it, to it's do. It's got to have a personal connection. It's got to mean something. You don't just buy something because they throw it at you. You know, vote with your dollars, kind of. Well, we were. I think we were talking about. Um, I believe it was about completing lines, and how there's always a, a couple figures that you don't sure. really want, but you feel that you need, or you know, you have to get. And I and I'm a big advocate for saying like, don't feel like you have to complete something if. If it's gonna make you miserable and you know cost you money that you can't afford to have and stuff like, and you don't have a personal connection to whatever, um, I'll give you an example. I'm having a really hard time going out to Toys R Us right now and getting the Henry Rollins Triclops. I love Henry Rollins Triclops. I don't really care about, and there's a forty-seven dollar price tag on one figure. Sure. I know it's right there, right? But I only need him and then the Orco to complete the set. I don't really feel a personal connection. So that's all I meant was, you know, don't feel like, you know, if feeling complete is having every check mark on the back of the box. I mean, if it doesn't do anything for you emotionally, I wouldn't go for it. 
I I think you could flip that a hundred percent around the other way though, because I mm-hmm. think you could look at a line that you don't know any of the figures on and find something to appreciate of it and say, you know what, I really like that figure. I don't have any connection to it. Like for example, I'll sure. pull it up here in a second. Uh, big bad toy. So the new wave of turtle figures came out from Super Seven, and we got to the point where finally. You know, Jay, you and I were talking about that. At what point are they going to jump the shark and go past those first, you know, 10, 12, 15 figures that you and I truly appreciate? Yeah. And we get to like uh, the characters that kind of outgrew who we were and all that. So on here, you can see this is the latest wave. Okay. So we've got a, a Michelangelo kind of metalhead. We got Sergeant Bananas, who they're calling uh, Gorilla Gorilla. We got a. Uh, a mechanized bebop, a triceraton, and then uh, a punk Donatello. These were way past both of our turtle days. But I really think the freaking gorilla looks awesome. He's seven by seven. And I think that's an amazing figure, regardless of the fact that it's connected to turtles. It's a nice, big, bulky figure with tons of sculpting on it. Oh, gee. Uh, oh my God. I thought I thought that gorilla was $294. I was like, what? <laughs> no, the whole set. That's but he is 75 or... US, right? He's 75 US. Well, now, I mean, you know what? And that's average for any of these Super 7 NECA figures. Yeah. Now, man, that's the way it is. No, I don't really have an interest in any of the other figures in the wave whatsoever. I don't know this character at all. Never had as a kid. Heard the name Sergeant Bananas before, never could never put it together with the actual figure. Because yeah. again, past my TMNT days. Yeah. But this is cool. And this is a figure, if I had to choose one of them, that I would get. I have it pre-ordered. I may change my mind. But it's new and I can appreciate for what it is, especially sure, I look at other lines, like like the Mythic Legion stuff and the Cosmic Legion stuff. I yeah. really like a lot of stuff. I have zero connection to that IP other than what I'm learning as the line un- unfolds. Uh, conversely, characters that I might hate or not like growing up, uh, like in Masters of the Universe, might get a cooler sculpt when classics come out or when Revelation yeah. comes out the way that they might do a, a figure differently. Like Faker is a lot different in Revelation than it has been traditionally, but it's a cool take on it. I don't feel compelled to get it just because it's mastered, Masters out of some sort of completist mentality, but I like that figure because it is new and because it is different. What yeah, I, li- I like it too. I like the Faker because, on to be honest, out of all the designs of Faker, I thought that that's been the best one that there has been. Um, the blue one, I get why they did it from a design point because your mom's not going to buy you two flesh-colored He-Mans. It's you know in nineteen eighty two, it's not going to happen. So I get why they made him blue, and he's got to have the Skeletor bad guy vest. I sure. get it. But I like the Terminator-ish kind of looking like, you know, his flesh is half ripped off. And then you can switch the head and he has the red eyes. I really like yeah. that one because I like the faker from the Filmation cartoon where yeah. he's basically Just the like same but white eyes, right? So Yeah. Um, speaking uh, of Revelation, before I forget, it's all my notes. I'm sure we're not going to get to later. Uh, inadvertently, Powerhouse Animation leaked that season two of Revelation is coming. They put up job postings for... That's great for different uh, positions in their animation house. And it, and it blatantly said for season two, a revelation. And then within an hour when people were tweeting it, they erased it and said, Oh no, it's for Castlevania. Castlevania is concluded. So I'm not <laughs> sure well, what that bait and switch was about. So I that's, that's coming. That's great. I think it's done well enough. Let's just hope. I just want Kevin to tone it down a bit. 
you know, the God versus God stuff. And, I mean, I get it. You know, this was his one shot. And if that was it, it's, it's not just him thing. though, too. Right. Like he's just the showrunner. He didn't write sure. every episode. I think he wrote one episode. So I, I would, you know, I would like to see uh, a lot more episodes and then just to tone it down a bit. I, I would like to see some of the, the B side characters. I'd like to see some, you know, little troubles and villages and stuff, you know, that's, that don't have well, I hope we get world ending consequences to them. I hope we get another serialized story where all the episodes go together and they build upon the other one. I don't want standalone episodes necessarily. Uh, and I don't have any recommendations for him or the team. Just show me what you got. Do what you want. You know, feel well, free kinda, to create to do whatever you need to. They kind of have like the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe problem right now where they went so big with the Infinity Gauntlet story that it's like, where do you go now? <laughs> well, obviously they're going to the horde and it's going to get much bigger. Yeah. And, you know, usually when you have a, another bad guy come in and you've got to be able to take the good guys down a peg so that the new threat seems that much bigger. Maybe the snake men will come in as well. Who knows? Who knows? Do whatever you want. That's what I say. Don't I give me my He-Man that I know, or I'm going to like, tweet at you about how angry my He-Man got changed. Yeah. I, I, I like the show. It, it had its problems. I think season two is a lot weaker. Um, I, I liked it overall. It's all one I, though. It's not season one and season two. It's just yeah. when it was released. I have all the, uh, every single figure. I think the figures You're are the bigger phenomenal. fan. Then. No, I love it. I'm a bigger fan. Bigger You're the bigger fan. fan. That's it. There you, go. you own it. You're the bigger fan. You are the Dolly fan. So since you are the He-Man expert, uh, Cactus Jamie is seeing She-Ra, which I also want because she's my favorite good guy right. character. So explain to everybody why that probably won't happen. Well, there's a huge licensing issue with She-Ra, um, and that's because of the way that it was marketed and the way that it's been doled out with retail. And I know from having made power of gray skull because like you say i am the he-man expert actually i'm not to any degree in fact most people that come at me with he-man knowledge know far more than me but from the inner workings of the industry um she-ra should not have ever been in classics packaging labeled masters of the universe or in any subsequent lines as well because there is a strict ownership division on how that works which is why when she-ra was spun off to her new series that was on netflix masters was very separated from that so right. everything that Netflix is doing with Mattel TV is very much toy-centric, which is why you get all those accurate drawings of all the toys in the playset. So the Horde was clearly part of Masters of the Universe. So I don't think that you will see She-Ra in that because of a, an ownership dispute. And That's a damn issues. shame, man. That's a damn shame. That's like but who the knows? Whole... Maybe it'll be like instead of She-Ra, you'll get like, I don't know, some other... You know, see that sister or something. You know what I'm gonna you, say? Maybe you, yeah, that's Go as ahead. stupid as having a Venom movie without Spider-Man. And I get it from a licensing standpoint, but that's the most ridiculous. The Venom's face looks like that because of Spider-Man's costume. How can you anyway? But they fixed that now because guess what? Multiverse. Multiverse <laughs> fixes everything. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Yeah. You can do anything with the multiverse. Uh, back to what we were going on in a tangent. I think, you know, if you say I'm only going to buy something with meaning, I understand why that is great on the surface. It helps keep you focused. But I also think it's a trap because I think you can also conjure meaning behind anything that you truly want and get blinded by something like, oh, look oh, at yeah. that cool figure. It means something to me right now. Click, 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 order, order, buy, 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 shelf, 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 shelf. 
Dude, I I saw today specifically a lot of cool NECA horror stuff. And just and I've wanted to start to collect the Friday the thirteenth. And I love that series. Mm. But at the same time, it's just like I can't like you only have so much money. Yeah. You only have, you that's really the end of the statement. You only have so much money. Yep. That's so it's not, you know, we've talked about mythic legions. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not that I don't think they're cool, and I can definitely appreciate them a hundred percent. Hundred percent. But uh, you only have so much money and so much space. So I get it. I get it. I, I nowadays, you know, it's not that I need something with meaning. I just want a really cool looking figure that I can appreciate. Yeah. One that I want to pick up, look at. One that I can't stand to think of it being stuck in a package. One that I can put on display, go over and constantly manipulate. Not just set it and forget it. This isn't the Ronco rotisserie of action figure collecting, where you set it. And forget it. I want to be able to constantly have a figure that invites me to come over and interact with it. So that's why that Gorilla Gorilla, uh, whether it's Sergeant Bananas or, or, or not, is is pretty high on, on my list because I just think it's a really cool, really cool kind of figure. So that's where I come with that. Uh, the other big question that I've got over the last week is thanks to some of the content that I've been releasing somewhat routinely on my channel. And that's why do I collect now, you could apply this to anything, action figures, stamps, and coins. Your two other favorite things to collect, Jay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I cut together some backer footage from our Kickstarter campaign from Season 1 of Action Figure Adventure. And it was just like a minute, minute and a half video of people talking about why they collect. And everybody's like, oh, this is cool. This should be a longer form thing. I want to hear more about why people collect because I think people can relate to it. So I wanted to put it to you, Jay. Why do you collect? And you've collected a lot of things. Vinyl, video games, action figures, posters, instruments, rings, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Why do I collect? That's a good question. Um, Physical (laughs) What have I done with my life? I mean, if you're looking at something like instruments, I mean... A guitar is a guitar, man. Double guitar. That's 100% not true. Um, Oh, connoisseur now. Oh, I roll, baby. Um, (laughs) Okay, so let's forget music for a second. Uh, Toys, it's because each piece uh, has a meaning. It takes you back to your childhood. Yeah, it has a meaning. Get it because of the meaning. Right. Well, it does. It, it it reminds you of, you know, you can look at all these pieces. Remember that famous interview I did? Uh, action figure adventure when we go on my Star Wars room. I'm like, I can tell you where I got every one of these Star Wars figures. And you pointed the first one. I didn't know. <laughs> That's great stuff. Man. Like, Where'd you get this? You're like, well, except for that one. <laughs> well, I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you collect stuff because it's it reminds you of things. It, it has personal meaning. You have love for it um these shows these movies these songs they've all been with you your entire life and they've helped you through hard times um it's paying tribute to that stuff really so i'm getting some comments about my behavior tonight jay and i feel like at this point i almost have to apologize uh upstate johnny's saying i've got the energy of jim the anvil for sure tonight no need for the mouth of the south to steer the promo and Rhett saying you mean the past of the west jimmy hart what a wwf manager i collect because it's simply fun i love collecting i love the chase i love the hunt i love the stories i love 
the representation of the IP that we consume in different ways, whether it's comic books, movies, or TV, or even music, right? I love that it can go from just uh, 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 an experience that we have through our senses visually into something that can translate to touch, you know? I love that I can watch Batman and then also have a Batman figure and feel closer to that object and suddenly play out the different scenarios in my mind. And as a kid, that was the best thing, right? We could watch He-Man or Joe or Transformers on TV, connect with them and those storylines and those personalities, and then become them through the toys. And as you're discovering with your recent G.I. Joe videos, there's still a lot of fun to playing. And I think it heightens that connection and, again, feeds the loop back into collecting. Go, I want to get that because I remember what that was like with that thing. And I still can enjoy something about that connection and that tactile experience now. Which is why, again, I love the hunt. I love to play tactile, put it, you know, manipulate it, set up. So that's why I collect because it's yeah, it's fun I mean, and it's an experiment, an experiential uh, sensation that you can't get in other hobbies. Yeah, and it's not something that takes up a great deal of time. Like uh, you know, looking at your figures. You know, we talked about this. What's the difference between collecting video games and collecting toys? We had this discussion. I'm like, why is it so different? Well, because we can set up these things like, you know, they're pieces of art. You can just look at them and enjoy them that way. Whereas a game, you have to sit down and you have to devote time to sitting there to get what you get out of the game. Now, you could argue, you know, people collect boxes, people collect art, video game art, sure. But, I mean, the core of a game is to play it, right? That's what it's there for. Uh, for us adult collectors, we don't necessarily play with the toys. We display them. That's what we do. We put them in the poses we like, and it's fun just to go around. You know, I'm looking at uh, my Scott Bernard figure from Robotech, and it reminds me of my buddy Darren. It reminds me of uh, going to his dad's house every other weekend in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere. Just And you can look at each figure, and it does that to you. Just like you listen to a great song, and it brings you back to your you know, high school dance or brings you to, you know, the parties we used to have all the time and jam, you know. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's interesting that you bring up games because the way we consume a game is obviously to play it. And some of these games are like 80 hours long. And so like it's hard to get the full experience out of it because you might give up or it just might not be what you thought it was in the first 10 hours and the next 30 hours after that. But it's really not that different than, you know, watching 130 episodes of a cartoon. You know, you, you form a connection through it. And it's easy for yeah. us to pick up a new He-Man or Skeletor because we've we've spent the time as kids watching the 130 episodes or the 93 and, episodes of Shiro or whatever. If something like He-Man, for instance, which is made to to you know tell, give you life lessons, you take those with you. You know, something like Star Wars gives you life lessons that you take with you. I mean, you learn to to be a better person unless you're a Sith Lord, right? You learn to be a better person. You take this with you. You take these life lessons with you. So it's not just this mindless entertainment that you just sit there and, you know, you're not really paying attention to it, especially as a kid, you know, you're absorbing this. So, yeah. And you would yeah. hope that video games teach you something too, and that there's some lessons in there. I mean, I really gravitated towards a lot of the games like fable. And I think it was Knights of the old Republic that did the same thing where, the choices you make affect how the story plays out, the the moral compass, if you will, and dictates, you know, how 
your character will be received and what options you have. Skies of Arcadia did the same thing. So it's different. I, I think that, you know, if I had a game, like I would buy tons of figures for games that I've put tons of hours into. I feel like I don't have the time in my life right now to, to dedicate to gaming because frankly, games are too good. They would suck my entire life away without question. And that's a credit to so many games. And you only need one or two great games to take up all your free time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could get into the whole game debate thing. I, you know, I stopped really hardcore playing games a couple of years ago because, you know, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 in 2001. So I need to play it again, you know, in this other new whatever. IP Why are we buying He Man over and over again? It's the That's same. That's what question. I mean. Everything yeah. is repeating, but that doesn't take up 20 to 30 hours of my life. And a game doesn't. Unfortunately, I just don't have time for that. That's mm. the difference, right? So I choose to buy that He-Man figure that I've bought before. That's, you know, me going to the store. I open it and put it on the shelf. It's not taking up a ton of time. So there's right. the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I get it. Um, moving on. I wanted to know what your favorite podcasting experience is. People ask us, you know, what's your favorite time you've guested on a show or uh, done a show yourself or went to, I mean, I mean, I guess we could talk about live events that we've gone to as well. Like what's your favorite, maybe community experience as asked specifically about podcasting, but maybe community experience. Uh, if you want to th- fill in the names, because I'm not going to probably, do I don't know. Correctly. Uh, we did a screening of Nintendo quest in 2015 in Texas. Um, and on the panel, we had uh, Patrick Scott Patterson, who's a video game personality and a Classic legend, game fest. a yeah. legend in the video game world, who's uh, Todd Rogers, one of my heroes, and for the funniest dudes ever. And uh, we literally were in front of like I would say a thousand people at least. Uh, we had a panel and we screened it. That was my all-time favorite. Uh, that was just one of the coolest moments ever, man. That was like on the heels before The Force Awakens came out. So there was all that Star Wars excitement. And then we were just releasing our film. And, uh, you know, we were kind of in that circle now, you know, with dudes that we looked up to. And it was really, really cool, man. That was my favorite. Ben Gold came out for that as well. Ben was was there there. for the after. Yeah, we did like an interview after. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. um, That was that classic game fest. And they offered to do a screening of it. And it was weird because they played it just on the convention floor. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like with Galaga and Pac-Man. The sound wasn't that great, I remember. The sound was very open-roomed. But But every chair was packed. They wanted to see what was going on. every chair was packed, yeah. Um, And uh, it was great, man. I I love Texas. It was uh, one of the best times on that tour. So I don't know if you count that as a podcast. I mean, that was a panel. It's community same, experience. I mean, yeah, same. That was my favorite by far. Yeah. I would probably point to something of the power tour as well. I don't I don't know which one in particular. Edmonton was great. Cleveland was great. Portland was great. Portland was a lot of fun. Columbus was a ton of fun too. Uh LA was great yeah. being the premiere. Yeah. No, it was LA, just cool. It was, to- LA was scary. I remember <laughs> LA, we played this little theater that was like Tarantino's like private screening room or some through some crazy history with this theater. And we're on Rodeo Drive. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a point that you and I are just looking at each other and we walked out onto the street where we you know, stopped shooting for a second and I just looked at you and I'm like, dude, what is happening right now? <laughs> that was really cool. That yeah, was my first time to uh, Los Angeles and we're in Rodeo Drive of all places. <laughs> Us. It's great. Yeah. And, you know, heaven forbid we just enjoy being in LA and get ready for the premiere and it'd be that, of course, we have to shoot. So that, that was the other thing too, right? I mean, I just... I, th- back then it wasn't as normal as it like for now i know it's normal like every time you and i talk there's a camera so it's, that's just kind of how it is that's i'm fine with it but honestly looking back aren't you glad we did as much filming and do as much filming as we do I'll, I'll always say that the tour was much more fun than making nintendo quest for me the tour was amazing uh, well, I don't know. I'm going through the raw footage of Nintendo Quest, and I'll be releasing 20-minute chapters of what I'm dubbing the real Nintendo Quest because it's largely uncut and largely raw. Yeah. And I just finished uh, day one in which you visit your friends locally who want to help your your Nintendo Quest dream. And there's about 20 minutes for each chapter, so there's three chapters are already queued up. So there's an hour of you just going around, and that's pretty enjoyable to watch, I got to tell you. It's a lot different than obviously watching the 90-minute condensed film, but it brought me back instantly to being in the yeah. moment making that, man. You obviously didn't have the pressure with Power Tour that you had for this. Well, well, that's why it was kind of like, you know, we worked so hard, <clears throat> and it was like, you know, being in a band and going on tour, it was like we wrote the record. It's It's been printed back when you printed records. And now we get to go tour this thing. And that's the fun part of making the record, right? Is getting to yeah. show it to everybody and playing live. So that's pretty much what we did. And we would like any, in every theater, Rob and I would stand at the back or at the side and we'd mm-hmm. be there through the, the whole screening. People didn't really know we were there. They kind of did, but they didn't really know. So we got to hear their reactions and Rob would look at me like, Oh wow. They're laughing at that part. I didn't think that was funny, you know, just really cool stuff like that. And then at the end we go up and we, you know, talk a little bit. There's always some guaranteed reactions that we knew by the by the time we had played it twice. And yeah. then every show kind of had like one or two different reactions, mainly the stuff that was related to the hometown where we were screening it. So that was fun. Uh, before we run out of time, because we're already almost three quarters of the way through the show, Jay, let's talk about the Obi-Wan trailer that just dropped today. I think it's pretty short. It's only a minute and a half, not even two minutes. The teaser trailer is is the easiest way to describe this. You don't really get a huge sense of story, get some conflict, get some characters. The most important thing I got to ask is, are you worried that Obi-Wan is going to be on par with the amazing quality of Book of Boba Fett? (laughs) Has Boba Fett shaken your confidence in what Obi-Wan was going to be? Because they were announced kind of at the same time. I've never ever doubted Ewan McGregor in my entire life. Even Moulin Rouge, we were we were behind that 100. percent He's such movie. an incredible actor, and he plays Obi Wan perfect. And I've said it before, and this is you know maybe controversial. I think he's more Obi Wan than Alec Guinness is. That's me. That's just what I think. Well, he's played I played him in more films. I just think he's that's Obi Wan to me. I just think he's you know more Obi-Wan as you and McGregor, but um, it was crazy. I, I, I watched it by myself. Like I watch, I have to watch all these by myself for the first time. And of course <laughs> I teared up as soon as they showed Luke, I was just I'm done. And, and they showed Luke right away. And it was like, stay hidden. I was like, 
I, I just I put it down. I was like, oh my god, that's so awesome. And I never got that at all from Boba Fett. And then you hear Ian McDermott have brand new lines, not reused lines, brand new lines. Oh. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, well, I liked it. I mean, I waited for my son to get home because he had a doctor's appointment and my son is right into Star Wars. Over the last uh, four or five days, he's gone through the entire Skywalker saga all the way through and he, he can't oh, wait to check wicked. out Mandalorian. So it's been cool just watching his reactions to stuff because I'll come upstairs particularly at night after I, I put his sister down and he's just up there watching stuff with with mom and I'll come through before I go downstairs to work and I'll see where he's at. Maybe I'll spend 10-15 minutes watching stuff with him. Like uh, two days ago he was watching Force Awakens and Han Solo walks on the catwalk and says, Ben! He yells at Kylo. I'm like, I'm going to sit down for this. And he's just like, oh! what did he just do? Like he was completely, he doesn't know anything, right? Like he's been completely yeah. sheltered from all this stuff and he's got to see the whole story. Like it's a television series that he's That's been great. binge watching the last week and he loves the prequels. He, he likes, Good. you know, the original trilogy as well and he's enjoying uh, the new trilogy. So it's been really cool to see it, him react to it all. And now he's going to go back and like I said, and fill in the gaps with the different series and stuff. Music, but, uh, music is such uh, an He important loved it. Music is such an important part of of our lives, you and I. And I mean, I can't speak. Everyone looks at music differently, but you and I, it's like we live by it, right? So mm. to hear Duel of the Fates, I mean. Goosebumps instantly. You could have Both showed myself, like, Tanya, a, a we're cat like, running across the street and played that. And I would have been like, that's the best trailer ever. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I guess, Obi-Wan's song, right? It was so good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Rhett said something. Uh, oh, no, that's Upstate Johnny. Appeals more than Boba Fett regardless. I agree. Um, I was never invested in Boba Fett as a character ever in my life. Like, I never was, like, obsessed. Like, a lot of people are obsessed with Boba Fett. I don't get it. I think he's cool looking, but that's about it for me, right? So, Obi-Wan is definitely a cool character. Yeah. You got to balance all these plates, right? Because he can't see Vader yet. Vader can't really know he's there, but he can know. So it'll be interesting how they do that. I, I have faith. I mean, obviously, we know Vader's in the series. Yeah. And we know that it's a limited series. So it's going to be limited to however many episodes are, are in this. And that's it. And that's good. I'm glad. Which, which I, is, I don't need to fine. see Obi-Wan season two and three. Because we, we also know that it's yeah. been harvested from the original Obi-Wan movie plan. And probably expanded slightly into episodes, which again I'm fine with. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, like you said, our in our good friend Jordan Morris, who you've had on your channel, uh, specifically break down for hour upon hour every moment in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. He reached out to me right away asking mm -hmm. what I thought, and I said, "Well, it's really hard to tell because it's a teaser trailer." Uh, but what gives me confidence is that Ewan McGregor is pretty enjoyable to watch. He loved the character when the prequels came out and he's been really excited about coming back to the role. And that's kind of enough for me, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see what well, we saw. One of the inquisitors in, in uh, actual actor form. That was a little jarring because they look so different in the cartoon, right? It's, it's like the first time you see Iron Man in person, right? It's like, okay, well, it's kind of weird, but yeah. I have total faith. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. I'm glad it's a limited series. Let's tell this little story and end it. I, you know, like I said, I don't need to see three seasons of Obi Wan watching over Luke, but I'm looking forward to it. 
We had a question earlier about season three of the Jay and Rob toy show. And are we going to be getting that soon? The TV version on Jinx. And right now there are no plans. This, this year's uh, kind of a busy year for both uh, Jay and myself, but uh, we are in the midst of inking all the paperwork for uh, action figure adventure season two to come to Jinx exclusively in Canada. And on the big news front, I'm hoping to have our Kickstarter campaign ready for early May if you want to become a backer and have a disc-based copy of Action Figure Adventure Season 2, awesome. which will likely come with you know some exclusive material on the disc in some capacity and, of course, digital offerings. I won't be able to offer digital copies of Season 1, but I can do uh, Season 1 discs. So if you'd missed out on a, on a disc copy of Season 1 of Action Figure Adventure, we can give you kind of a Season 1, Season 2, a two-pack. So, um, yeah. That's that's where we're heading. And you know what? Jay and I have even been talking about season three and what that might be. Now, Jay might watch season two as he said he hasn't seen anything yet. Well, I, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to do any more. So we'll we'll see Rick, what, what happens with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always down for a good adventure. It's kind of what I do, right? It's my thing. Well, so you know, the cause. The cause. We're just doing it for the cause, right? Oh, is that no effects? I, I'm not getting behind that. <laughs> oh, you used to get behind it all good, and now? Madison. Not all right. <laughs> hey, little Nikki, Popeye's chicken is pretty awesome. What do you want to talk about for action figure spotlight? What do you got? You want me to go first? Oh, it's up to you. You don't have to go at all. I'd prefer I, I know you, you went. I know you got I know you got some new dollies. I don't have any of them here. They're in the other room still. Okay. So I, I got other stuff here. I got one dolly. All right. This is a dolly. You want to talk about like old school wrestling and WWF and all that kind of thing. This is this is a line that I've been watching very closely over the last few months. It's been out for a while now. I'm like, man, that's cool. But you know what? I don't need to get back into wrestling. And then I saw this figure today. Oh, pretty- I knew it. I'm pretty sure it's new. Do you do you have a guess of who it is? Obviously, I'm guessing it's Triple H. It's not, but uh, this Hogan. is Hogan. The True Effects Lifelike Details Elite Collection by Mattel. Yeah. Hurts inside. Whoa! That is Hollywood Hogan from the series. Oops, here, 1991. Look at that. So this is a uh, no. It, that's just series ninety one. That's not from nineteen. Well, there's been ninety one sets of these. No, no, no. Well, yeah. So that's that's the Hogan versus Rock. From the year ninety one. No, that's the Hogan versus oh, Rock because okay. he's Hollywood, right? But remember when he right. fought him at WrestleMania that you went to, nonetheless. Yeah, I thought I didn't know what series ninety one. I was like, there's no way there's been ninety one waves of these things. I think there I, have been, to be honest. Wow, that's crazy. So anyway, I saw this figure today. And uh, again, amazing Mattel prices, like 20 bucks uh, for a figure with this much articulation and this much accessories. This with a Hasbro logo would be $44. Uh, and I love Hulk Hogan. He's my favorite next to Triple H. I'm like, heck, why the heck not? And we could see we got Hollywood stats on the back. Six foot, six foot seven from Venice Beach. I thought it was some other place, but but. Just showing my age here. Besides Rob Van Dam, I don't know any of these guys. Like, who the heck is Sammy Zanny? Kevin Owens? 
you got me, know. boys. But uh, Hollywood Hogan. And if I see the NWO version, you can. It's out there. Me. I'm going to grab it's that out as there. well. It's been released as well. And it looks exactly the same, but just a Looks gorgeous, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Country Boy John asked about what happened to the show where the kids choose your favorite toy. So Five Favorite Figures is a show that got basically pinched because of COVID. We can't have a bunch of kids around each other and crew and whatnot uh, choosing the different figures and whatnot. Most of the show we can do, but we can't kind of leave it up in the air until when it's safe for kids to be around and do a lot of stuff. In Canada, we're still dealing with masking mandates. It's changing soon, but uh, it just became too hard to to push it through production at the time. So that's why we did a second season of Jane Rob toy show in lieu of it. So that's where that came from. Um, I've got a couple packages that I can open from the mail. I don't know what they are. And then I have a package that I have opened. What would you like to see package from the mail? Okay. So I have this box here. That's good. Or this one here, the white one. White one. Yeah. Okay. Again, I don't know what it is. That sounds disappointing. This was something for the series. Because I haven't bought uh, Serious snake. Uh, while Rob's opening that, what was this week's auction item? It is. What is this week's item? It is a complete sealed 1981 Masters of the Universe Wind Raider. But not only that, Jay, it's actually, I, I, we didn't even realize this because it's so normal to us. It's a foreign variant. It's a sealed Canadian, English, French, Canadian, yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe Wind Raider, which is really hard to come by. Our good friend Motu Joe pointed that out while while sharing. Everything it's it's it. a gorgeous, gorgeous piece. Okay, so Jay, I'm gonna this. There's several pieces to this. I'm gonna see if you can figure out what it is. Okay. Oh no. So it comes with this. Some turtle thing already. I can tell. No, it's not turtles. Is that your final guess? No. Okay. Keep going. Oh well, I, I I don't I have no idea what this is, but there's there's a drawing on the back. Meldo. What? <laughs> what? what is going on? Do you realize you just gave yourself a curse? Uh, enjoy the haunting tonight, my friend. It's bad Ronald all over again. Oh my god. Yeah, let's let's look at this whole what is that? <laughs> Look, so Meldo's down there, but Meldo's also up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude, you're getting haunted tonight, brother. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show, folks. <laughs> and that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, well, if I flip that around, you'll, you'll know what it is. So I'm going to keep revealing the pieces here to see if you can guess, okay? Yes. Okay. I'll save this piece. Yeah, that has the name of it. Oh my god. Meldo, I think, took a crap on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meldo! What is that supposed to do for me? Come on, man. There's another one. What is it? Like a little ABC block thing or what? A little baby toy? <laughs> here's here's a big hint. Ah. <sighs> Some sort of mirror thing. Do you know what this is yet? No. Are you sure it's not a turtle thing? I was gonna say this feels very turtles, doesn't it? But it's not. So does the mirror and everything and the colors and everything else. Uh Ghostbusters? No. 
earlier. So. Earlier. <laughs> oh, was that six million dollar man? Close. Oh, it's Bionic the Bionic Woman. Beauty Salon. Because the Bionic Woman had play sets about beauty and not like anything action oriented. So here's the Meldo. Here's the other side of Meldo. <laughs> what are you talking about? He wrote on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just some random card. This is so good. This is so good. I I got Bionic Woman. That's how song, but what I really got was some Meldo treasure. How amazing is that? That. But there it is, the Bionic Beauty Salon. And, and what I love here, because you know it's, so it's for girls. But look, there's the six million dollar man in a frame there. He's like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> hey, don't forget about me and my dolly toys. <laughs> oh wow. Well, that's a really disappointing piece. <laughs> that's great. That's the best thing. You gotta frame that. Oh, Meldo treasure indeed. That is awesome. You could have never, never imagined the Meldo gold that we would have got <laughs> with opening this picture. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's like the nun or like Annabelle or something. <laughs> I told you, dude, if, if I don't hear from you tomorrow, well, I know what happened. <laughs> Meldo like, came up. There's brushes and stuff in here. Crawled too. up by your but, stairs with a knife in between her teeth. I should also say that the packaging that this came in in this giant box was this deflated uh, air cushion. <laughs> I think well, Meldo must have ate it to stay alive. <laughs> and look... <laughs> Meldo doesn't even fit into here. It's it's like it sticks up. So it was like Meldo was crammed and crunched to get it to get all the way to my house. Stop saying that. People that are gonna get when people buy action figure adventure season two, they're gonna get the Meldo edition. It's just gonna be a cardboard drawing instead of a cover. Stop saying Meldo. Stop. (laughs) Once you start saying Meldo, you can't stop, Brick. Meldo is Brick's girlfriend. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> this is what you get with the live stream, folks. The unexpected. Uh, that may be the action figure spotlight of the well, year. Once again, you have won. My Hollywood Hulk Hogan does not uh, hold a candle to Meldo's try. <laughs> <laughs> Upstate Johnny wants Meldo shirts. I can't. <laughs> Don't say Meldo's name three times. <laughs> <laughs> you're already cursed you dude you touched it you've been rubbing it you've been making fun of it you're dead dude so i'm naming dead. my next child meldo it's like it's like the mask version of mando <laughs> it's not mando it's meldo it is <laughs> dollar store mando is meldo oh my goodness i love it i love it meldo oh. is way cooler than broken vader it's it's not it's not wrong Meldo, Meldo, Meldo. Uh oh, Kyle, you did it. Now I'm going to be cursed, and you're going to be cursed. We got to find like some toy that is like the representation of Meldo. So when when you have some time, take a good look at Meldo. We got to figure out, or anyone in chat, look at this drawing here. Okay, look at the drawing. Who does that look like in toy form? Because we got to get a dude. That's creepy. Now I'm scared. 
looks like the girl from Orphan a little bit. Oh, seen that? Remember that God. movie? Yes, I've seen Orphan. There you go. Okay, so what's a uh, what's that? Uh, kid, Coraline. Yeah, like a little Coraline? bit like Coraline. Yeah. yeah, a little bit like the other mother from Coraline, but Meldo. Maybe the mother other mother's name is Meldo. <laughs> I want to get a Meldo tattoo at this point, right on my forehead. <laughs> I would. I would get that yeah. exact, like, go in and just say, just trace that right on my arm, that exact drawing, just like that. Don't even, like, do an interpretation. Just trace that exact <laughs> drawing. That's too good. Forever. That's too good. Uh, and that'll do it for another episode of the Meldo and Rob Toy Show. Uh, Jay, where can people find your your shenanigans? Uh, check me out on YouTube. I am the triumphant one and only now jay bartlett on youtube so just check me out there guys for some toy goodness dropping two to three a week depending on my schedule and everyone in the chat has been supporting me thank you so much i do appreciate it and you can find me obviously here on this youtube channel please subscribe and like <laughs> please subscribe and like kyle <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe and like so you can get more meldo action uh, i'm on twitter at rob mcmeldo and, and anyways oh man we will we will catch y'all later catch you later catch you later guys cheers rob mcmeldo it's gonna stick <laughs>